Cubans, it is at Fruity is Alex here. This is another episode of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show, Fruity's Fantasy Fun Time, Fruity's, Fruity's Fun Factory, just all the good stuff. And we are here for yet another month of WWF versus WCW in our fantasy booking world. With me at this time is the head of the World Wrestling Federation, at I am Chris Thunder himself. Chris Thunder, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you for having me again. Uh, you're more than welcome, mate. Um, so without sort of buggering around, what happened in the WWF last month? I have no idea. I have no notes. <laughs> get back listen to the show it's lots of fun yes and sold out happened for wcw last month uh i won't go over everything but we had the debut of batista forming a tag team with randy savage the savage animals uh all the titles basically uh stayed with the champions we had a big tease of a man in a trench coat in an alleyway sort of teasing that he was going to show up at the next month's pay-per-view. We had the beginning of a number one contender tournament to determine the number one contender for Starcade, And the announced matches for this month's pay-per-view, Halloween Havoc, after Sold Out's pay-per-view, are the number one contender semifinals, Goldberg versus Ron Simmons, and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Ultimate Warrior. We're going to have WCW Tag Titles, The Outsiders versus The Dudley Boys. We're going to have a mixed tag match, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Ric Flair and Lita. And we're going to have a World Heavyweight Championship match between Shawn Michaels and DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. So yeah, Halloween Havoc coming up momentarily once I quickly go through my notes to figure out who's going first today and that is me yes but i suppose before we get there kind sir somebody won the art block it seems yes and for those anxiously awaiting to see uh who i got who i've brought into my fantasy fed here you're gonna have to wait at least one more episode because they are not eligible to be used just yet for this particular episode. Although maybe I'm teasing their arrivals. <laughs> yes. Um, can you at least let the listeners know just a little hint of perhaps what you chose, whether it was a Hall of Famer or free agent or champion? No chance. <laughs> Ooh, always <laughs> keeping them cards close to your chest. Um, <laughs> no, um... So I picked some people from the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Maybe there was someone from the Impact Hall of Fame. And maybe I had to give back after this episode someone that I won in a forced trade so I could get someone that wasn't even eligible to be picked from our block. And you also get your forced trade back. Oh, do I? I didn't even realise that. Yeah, remember it was part of our negotiations. 
Okay, cool. I thought you were just getting your guy back and you kept my guy as well. Oh, that's no. awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewrite something now. Um, that's all um, right. That's for a future episode. I need to rewrite that. Um, that's I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm genuinely happy about that. Um, so, yeah, that's very interesting. Um Trust me, uh, I may have hinted to one of my friends what my choices were, and he was like, why Why did you go out of your way to get these guys? You're thinking of something. I'm like, I may have already have been teasing it for the past few months and just putting, hedging all my bets on winning our block. <laughs> Ooh, fair enough. Sounds like yeah. somebody already knows what's coming up. Mate, um, not really. But I also, as a birthday present to, to friend of the show, Warwick Thompson, I'm letting him write one of my matches for Starcade. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Hopefully that one gets a Russo card. <laughs> Yes, so um, last month, I believe I got a free agent card. Yes, I think we both got free agents. Oh, no, you got a free agent, I got a forced trade, and the ever-popular Russo time. Yes, yes, you had a extra twist last month, uh, as decided the month before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no negative twist, but you're getting an extra one next month. Oh, it won't be so bad. Russo. <laughs> Russo. Force trade. Um, yeah, geez. To be fair, I still think like that Russo card is just so much fun to play with. Like if I I I look forward to getting my hands on it one day, fingers crossed. Oh, you're gonna love what I've done. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um anything else we need to touch on before we head on into all of this? Um, I suppose, how are you feeling about our roster sizes and that? Do we need to do another supplementary draft at all? See, I was, think I was thinking about this, and I probably should have asked you about this off-air. I was thinking about adding the Observer Hall of Fame into the free agent pool. I feel that's almost too many, but we can talk about after the show if you feel we need more people. Or we could do a supplementary draft of, like, you don't want to do too many, but, like, five people each from the Observer Hall of Fame. I know who you want from the Observer because you didn't get them the first time around. <laughs> uh, Let's yeah. just say he's great. <laughs> um, I did get him. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I got a different great person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The great O'Khan. <laughs> the great Carly. What's he doing in the Observer Hall of Fame? Oh, boy. Speaking of which... Um... <laughs> to be fair, I would have so much fun booking the great Carly. Because <sighs> he's a big monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't like vanilla midgets in WCW. 
damn. Yeah. God damn. Um, how, how are you going with the creative process? It's good. It's just trying to find time to flush it all out. Yeah. My biggest problem is once I start, I don't stop. So, like, it just consumes my entire day and everything else falls to the wayside. Ah, well. Yeah. It's all in good fun. Uh, with that being said, we're not here to mess with spiders. Let's go straight into it. Uh, week one, WCW Monday Nitro is going first, so that's me. Yeah. We are we are live once again from the Nitro Zone in Orlando, Florida. We are on the road to Halloween Havoc. Here's the tagline. Tales from the Scared Circle. I still like my tagline better. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Halloween Havoc. It's pumpkin night, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take it away, my man. So week one, we have a cold open to kick off Nitro. A black stretch limo arrives with NWO license plates. This is a classic Monday Nitro trope. Um, all members of the NWO get out of the limo with Sean getting out last. He appears to be talking to someone in the limo. He then looks at the camera and says, the balance of power keeps swinging towards the NWO's favour. Um, next segment, Eddie Guerrero comes out. He won the hardcore title the night before after Ron Simmons... Uh, beat Randy Savage and then got attacked by Goldberg, setting up his match at the pay-per-view. Yeah, Eddie comes out with the hardcore title. He calls out Ron Simmons. He says that he knows what he did last night wasn't a popular move, but he saw an opportunity and took it. He says he needed that win more than you could ever imagine. But Simmons rightfully so deserves a rematch. So why wait around? Let's do it right now. Simmons says he can relate to Eddie's reasons. He basically did the same thing the month before. Both men shake hands and the match is on. Simmons versus Guerrero for the hardcore title. 15-minute match, lots of weapons. Simmons has a table set up in the corner. And Guerrero is laid out, but what? Guerrero is laid out, but out of nowhere, Goldberg runs down, spears Simmons through the table in the corner. Guerrero didn't see it happen, slowly gets up, hits a frog splash for the win, and Eddie Guerrero is still your hardcore champion. We then have Miss Elizabeth in the ring, surrounded by the women on the roster. Trish Stratus, Lakel, Maurice, Victoria, Sensational Sherry, and Molly Holly. She says that we understand that there has been complaints from the audience that not enough of our incredible women's division was featured in the last couple of pay-per-views. That's why I've brought you ladies out here. Because at Halloween Havoc, there will be two fatal four-way matches, and the winners of those matches will face off at the Clash of the Champions the following month to determine the number one contender for Starcade. 
Lay calls, steps into the ring and yell at Elizabeth for not putting them on enough shows and demands Elizabeth to tell them who was in the two matches. There will be Trish Stratus versus Molly Holly versus Maurice versus Layla in one match and Victoria versus Sensational Sherry versus Michelle McCool versus this woman as Elizabeth points to the stage. It's the returning Gail Kim. She's back from injury. Commentators remind us that it was Michelle McCool who injured Gail Kim in a match at the Bash at the Beach and it put Gail Kim on the injured list. Gail runs down the ring, starts brawling with Lakel. The other ladies get involved. Security pulls all eight women apart. Uh, next segment. Backstage, we see the savage animals leaving a locker room. They they walk away, camera zooms in on the locker room door, and the locker room simply says NWO on the door. The Savage Posse, Savage, Batista, Sensational Sherry, Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, the big boss man are in the ring, and Savage has a mic. He said that after what him and Big Dave did last night to Arnie and Ventura, He's finally starting to get some respect around here. He received an offer he couldn't refuse, but for him to get what he wants, he has to cut the dead weight. He says that he formed the Savage Posse with the sole purpose of protecting him. There's three men in this ring who fail him almost every week. Boss man, Freebirds, you're fired. The three men get upset, start yelling, but out of nowhere, out come Shawn Michaels and the Outsiders. They attack the three men and hand NWO shirts to the Savage Animals, Randy Savage and Dave Batista and Sherry Martell. The NWO keeps getting stronger, keeps getting bigger. It's announced next week it will be the Big Boss Man and the Fabulous Freebirds versus the Savage Animals and Shawn Michaels. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeats a local. After the match, he gets attacked by Mr. Fuji and the Ultimate Warrior. Warrior grabs the microphone and says, Austin, this is nothing personal. I've spoken to the lords and the demons and they have promised me eternal immortality if I win this if I win this tournament and become the ultimate champion. <laughs> Rick Flair and Lita arrive backstage, but out of nowhere, Edge Goldberg and Beth Phoenix attack the pair. Goldberg spears Flair into the car door. Beth hits a glam slam on the hood to Lita. The Rude Dudes have another episode of The Love Shack. This time they talk about their big win last night against the Freebirds and they want to continue rising up the tag team ranks. So they are asking for the biggest possible challenge of their tag team careers. They are asking for the Brain Busters. The Brain Busters come out, accept the challenge. It's official. The Rude Dudes versus the Brain Busters at Halloween Havoc. And now it is main event time. It's a special six-man tag match between champions and challengers for the Halloween uh, for Halloween Havoc. It's Diamond Dallas Page and the Dudley Boys versus Shawn Michaels and the Outsiders. Fifteen-minute match comes to an end. 
when the new NWO members, Savage, Sherry, and Batista, distract the referee. But it backfired because out of nowhere, Boss Man and the Freebirds attack Sean and the Outsiders. Diamond Dallas Page hits the diamond cutter on Kevin Nash for the win. After the match, Goldberg comes down and joins the Savage Animals. The six NWO members beat down DDP, Dudley's, Freebirds, and the Boss Man. Uh, big schmoz to end Nitro for week one. And what is going on in the World Wrestling Federation? Oh, boy, that's a big week. Uh, a few little things there that you're hinting at that I might be doing in the near future, too. Yeah. Um, I should have probably said this at the start of the episode, by the way. There's something that you're going to hear me do on this episode that I've written that I swear to God I wrote this. Everything you're going to hear today, I wrote it in December 2020. That is before... Something happened recently on WWE television. Just want to get that out of the air. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds uh, very good. But, <laughs> but from there we go to WWE Raw Night 1, uh, Week 1 in Dallas. Show opens with Bret Hart, um, who is still the double champion I see in world, celebrating in the ring with Jim Neidhart by his side when he is confronted by the Briscoes who challenge Brett to a tag team match on Raw, and if they win, they get single championship matches at the next pay-per-view, which is No Mercy, later in the month. Uh, WWF Commissioner Jim Barnett addresses the audience after the commercial break, saying that No Mercy, every championship will be defended in stipulation matches, including Brett defending both of his championships in a 30-minute Ironman matches. Ooh. Um, Bull Nakano defeats a local wrestler and post-match in an interview said she's sick of waiting and at no mercy people will learn who her new mentor is. Interesting. And that's all from week one there. Oh, that's very good. I'm very intrigued to see who the mentor is here. Um, yeah, so week two, WCW Monday Nitro. Week two opens up. Oh, here we go. With Stone Cold Steve Austin. He says, I went back and watched what Warrior said last week. And I gotta be honest with you. I didn't understand a damn word you said. You spoke to the Lord? What? You spoke to the demon? What? This is your path to immortality? What? Son, I think you've been drinking too many Steve Wises, you crazy bastard. The fact of the matter is that at Halloween Havoc, I'm going to whoop your ass, then whoop another son of a bitch's ass at Clash of the Champions and go on, finally get a shot again at the world title at Starcade and become the champion. That's all i got to say about that. <sighs> uh, but the lights go out. They come back on. The Ultimate Warrior is standing in the ring in front of Austin. Austin goes to attack Warrior, but out, of, but out of nowhere, Warrior throws a fireball at Austin. Austin is holding his eye. Austin's been severely burnt. Austin gets sent to a local medical facility for treatment for his burns. 
I swear to God, I wrote this before the Alexa Bliss Randy Orton stuff. Oh boy. The Dudleys beat the Wild Samoans in a quick five-minute match. After the match, Bubba cuts a promo about how the Outsiders are cowards, cheats, and a disgrace to tag team wrestling. They will restore some respect to the tag titles because at Halloween Havoc, we guarantee that we will pin you one, two, three. Oh, my brother, testify. Uh, Ron Simmons is with Mean Gene. He cuts a promo on Goldberg. He reminds us of his successful college football career. Two-time All-American and was in the running for the Heisman Trophy. Some say he was the best footballer to cross over successfully into wrestling until Goldberg came along. But at Halloween Havoc, he will prove to the world that he is the superior two-sport athlete and he will win the tournament because that's what he's been doing his whole life. Lay Cool versus Trish Stratus and Gal Kim, 15-minute match. The other four women in the tournament are watching ringside, but tension boils over. All eight women end up brawling in the ring for a double DQ. Ric Flair and Lita are with Mean Gene. They talk about the hell Edge and Beth have put them through, but that isn't anything compared to what they will be put through at Halloween Havoc. Ric Flair says he was used and manipulated by Edge, and it cost Flair everything he loves. But along the way, he made a good friend in Leader. And at Havoc, they will style and profile their way to victory. Eddie Guerrero comes out and says he understands the criticism he faced by the way he won the hardcore title that sold out. He wants to rectify that. So every single week, whether it's a pay-per-view or Nitro, he will be issuing an open challenge for the hardcore title. Out comes the honky-tonk man who accepts the challenge. Ten-minute match, lots of weapons. And the finish comes when Honky goes to hit Eddie with the guitar, but Eddie dodges. The guitar breaks on the top of the ring post and it gets stuck. Honky tries to move his arms, but he's stuck in that position. And this provided enough of a distraction for Eddie to capitalize with the three amigos and a frog splash for the win. We get a hype video previewing the tag match at Halloween Havoc between the Brain Busters and the Rude Dudes. We see the Brain Busters training routines interspliced with the Rude Dudes partying and lady, uh, lady killing ways, if you will. Um, DDP tells us what the title match at Halloween Havoc means to him. He says that he is a man of the people. He's even been called the people's champion. But at Halloween Havoc, he will become world champion. We're almost there, guys. Miss Elizabeth announces that at Halloween Havoc, she signed a match requested by the fabulous Freebirds, who were insulted by Savage last week. It will be the Savage Animals versus the Fabulous Freebirds at Halloween Havoc. And main event time, it's the Savage Animals and Shawn Michaels versus the Big Boss Man and the Fabulous Freebirds. 20-minute cluster F of a match. Finish comes when Sherry distracts the referee and Batista hits Boss Man with a steel chair. He then holds up Boss Man in the powerbomb position and Macho jumps off the top rope with a huge elbow onto Boss Man in that powerbomb position, and they call that the Macho Bomb. 
Sean hits weight chain music on H. Freybird and Savage pins Boss Man for the win. After the match, the Freybirds and the Savage Animals brawl to the back. Sean's left alone. And Diamond Cutter, out of nowhere by Diamond Dallas Page. DDP leaves through the crowd. Sean's helped out of the ring. The lights go out. The lights come back on. Warrior and Fuji are in the ring with an unconscious big boss man. Warrior hits a tombstone on boss man and carries the boss man to the back to end Nitro. What is going on? It's pandemonium. Yes. Panda. <laughs> pandemonium. Panda. WWF. Week yes, two. Uh, WCW's spiritual successor in a way was run by a panda. Panda energy. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, in the inner circle, there's a guy that used to come out with a panda head on, Sammy Guevara. So I guess pandas and wrestling go hand in hand. Oh, doesn't Fala Bar have pandas on his T-shirt? He's got that too, yeah. Wrestling loves pandas or <laughs> hates them. <laughs> I don't know where that was going. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you took me off the rails, mate, but that's all right. It's part of your tactics of beating WCW. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's mad. We've already won this war. <laughs> At um, the Alamo. At the Alamo. Night <laughs> oh, um, two from Phoenix, Arizona. Starts off backstage where Deborah said she has gotten Immortal a championship match for No Mercy. Both Jeff... Both Jeff and Kurt seem elated by this news until they go, hang on, we've already lost to the Road Warriors. What do you mean you got a championship match? She goes, no, I do have a championship match. However, it's a two versus one match against Andre the Giant for his European championship. So they both look a little bit concerned but excited. Um, Going on further in the night, Caitlin defeats a local wrestler and in her post-match interview with Howard Finkel, says she's getting wins but wants another pay-per-view match. Uh, in the main event, Brie Bella defeats local talent and goes to address the crowd, but is attacked from behind by Wendy Richter. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Wendy. Who, still angry that she's lost her title, flees through the crowd, this time carrying the title. And that ends Raw. Perfect. Short, short little points, but I, I'd rather put a bit more energy into me pay-per-view with me time. Yeah, of course. Um, I lost my spot. Here we go. Uh, WCW Monday Nitro Week 3. Uh, mine are very in detail because I'm sort of getting towards the tail end of everything. Some long-term stories and all that sort of nonsense. Um Nitro opens with Shawn Michaels, Goldberg, and the Savage Animals already in the ring. They're about to cut a promo, but quickly get interrupted by the fabulous Freebirds, who are mad. They are sick of being looked past, used, and abused. They want some goddamned respect, and they will beat it out of the NWO. The Freebirds rush to the ring. But the numbers are too great. Ron Simmons and DDP come out to even the odds. Miss Elizabeth sends security down to separate them. 
she gets right in Sean's face and says that tonight's main event will be an eight-man tag. Sean Goldberg and the Savage Animals against DDP, Ron Simmons and the Fabulous Freebirds. Sean says to Elizabeth, that's fine, but the only reason you have it against us is because you have a stick up your ass because you know you weren't woman enough to keep the macho man in your bed. Elizabeth gets furious. She slaps Shawn Michaels straight in the face and leaves the arena. Eddie Guerrero hardcore invitational match. That was a heavy angle. It's really hard to move forward from that. Um, Hardcore Invitational, it's accepted by Uffa of the Wild Samoans. Uffa has the upper hand for most of this 15-minute match. Seeker tries to get involved, but Eddie lays out both men with a cookie sheet. Eddie puts Uffa onto a table, hits a frog splash for the win, and is still your hardcore champion. The Ultimate Warrior is in the ring and explains that the master plan that the Lord and the Demon have spoken to him about is now in motion. An era of darkness will consume WCW and bring an end to all things. The sacrificial lambs have been chosen and the disciples have been selected. Boss Man is the first of many disciples that will be rechristened in the name of darkness. Last shatters. It's Stone Cold. It's Stone Cold. He's got an eye patch on. He's got an eye patch over where he got burnt in the eye from last week. He runs to the ring to attack Warrior, but the lights go out and come back on, and Austin is left alone in the ring. Maurice versus Trish Stratus in a lumberjack match with the other members of the Fatal 4-Way matches at ringside. Once again, all eight women end up in the ring and cause a no contest. It's announced by Mean Gene that next week Nitro will open with an eight-woman tag involving all eight women. Edge and Beth Phoenix come out, cut a promo on Ric Flair and Lita. They talk about how pathetic Flair and Lita are but they get interrupted by their pay-per-view opponents. Flair and Lita beat down Edge and Beth. It's announced by Mean Gene that the Nitro, after the pay-per-view, Beth Phoenix will defend her title against Lita and Edge will defend his title against Ric Flair. The Dudley boys have a match against the Von Erics. Kevin Nash distracts the referee and Scott Hall lays out the Dudleys with a chair. And Kerry Von Erich, who didn't see the run-in, gets the pin on the Dudleys. It's time for another episode of The Love Shack with special guests, the Brain Busters. Arn and Tully say they respect both of their pay-per-view opponents, but they have become a joke tag team. No one takes the rude dude seriously. They are a comedy act, and the Brain Busters are as serious as it gets. Tensions start to rise between the two teams, but cooler heads prevail and they go their separate ways. Main event time, Shawn Michaels, Goldberg and the Savage Animals versus DDP, Ron Simmons and the Fabulous Freebirds. Another 20-minute cluster. The Savage Animals and the Freebirds brawl their way up the ramp. Goldberg and Simmons are on the ramp, wailing on each other. Goldberg spears Simmons off the stage and both men are out cold. 
Shawn Michaels goes to hit Sweet Chin music on DDP in the ring, but DDP catches it, spins him around into a diamond cutter, and DDP pins Shawn Michaels. This is the first time in WCW that anyone has pinned Shawn Michaels and DDP celebrates through the crowd to end Nitro. You're up, Thunder. Ooh, Mr. DDT. Yes, yes, the diamond cutter, Mr. DDP. Ah, man. Ah, so we go to week number three, Denver, Colorado. Hey, I forgot to ask, where is Nitro this week? Oh, yeah, we're in the Nitro zone in beautiful Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Do you still have the Lazy Susan ring? No, so um, last month we basically stole the Impact Zone. We time-transported the Impact Zone, moved it into whatever year this is, and Nitro is now the Nitro Zone. Ah, okay. Yeah, so uh, week three, Denver, Colorado, starts off with Jim Barnett addressing the audience, saying that due to Brie Bella's demands after the attack last week, is granting Wendy Richter a women's championship match at No Mercy in a Falls Count Anywhere match. However, once Wendy loses, she will never be able to challenge again so long as she's in this company. Ooh. As she's already lost. Oh, no, no, no. I've said the wrong thing there. Shit. Um, but when Wendy loses, she won't be able to challenge again as long as Bree is champion. As she as the one-and-done rule wasn't in effect when she challenged, uh, when she lost to Brie before. Yeah, yeah, I messed up my notes there. I thought <laughs> I meant to get rid of that. <laughs> That's all right. I, I wrote it down, and I'm like, oh, no, she was champion, then lost to Brie, and then Brie put the rule in. <laughs> um, later on in the night, Alicia Fox defeats a local wrestler and calls out Caitlin, saying, let's have a deciding match at No Mercy. Because if you remember, every time they've had a pay-per-view match, Wendy Richter has run in and ruined it. So now <laughs> Wendy, in a match of her own, hopefully these two will be able to get a result. That's awesome. Yeah, that logical booking. Uh, Ricky Steamboat defeats a local wrestler as he's the current uh, light heavyweight champion, addresses the crowd in ring with Howard Finkel, but is attacked uh, but he's attacked post-match from behind by Roddy Piper, who hits him over the head with a scotch bottle, lifts up the championship, and demands a match for no mercy. Love it. And in our main event, it is the Hart Foundation, uh, Jim Neidhart and Brett the Hitman Hart, the double champion of uh, Intercontinental and World, taking on the team of the Briscoes, Jack and Gerald. Uh, it goes a long time with Gerald... Briscoe pinning Bret Hart after a miscommunication from Jim and a double team behind the referee's back, meaning the Briscoes will get their championship matches at no mercy. Oof. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, week four, Monday Nitro, I guess. Nitro kicks off, as promised last week, with an eight-woman tag match, Sensational Sherry, Maurice and Laycool versus Gal Kim, Victoria, Trish Stratus, and Molly Holly. This is a long 25-minute match. 
finish comes when Michelle McCool hits the faith breaker on Molly Holly. Heels stand tall leading up to Sunday's fatal four-way matches. The entire NWO come out and Sean grabs the mic. He says he has spoken to the WCW board of directors about Miss Elizabeth slapping him last week. The board will have a decision by Sunday. Speaking of Sunday, Sunday will be a walk in the park for the NWO. The Savage Animals cut a promo on the Freebirds. Sean says Simmons will be short work for Goldberg no matter what stipulation shows up for Spin the Wheel Make the Deal. If you recall, we announced in the last episode, uh, both of the tournament matches for Halloween Havoc will have Spin the Wheel Make the Deal stipulations. Um, Edge and Beth talk about how they will decimate Flair and Lita and the next night will successfully defend their titles on Nitro. The Outsiders talk about their match with the Dudley boys. Shaw Michaels says DDP is a hack. He couldn't even get into the ring until he was 35. He got into the business already an old washed-up man. Sean will prove it on Sunday because getting rid of old washed-up dudes is what I do in WCW. Um, last week was a fluke. The only reason DDP pinned Sean is because of the emotional distress caused by Miss Elizabeth slapping him earlier in the night. DDP comes out and tells Sean to stop being a... Oh, sorry. Uh, DDP comes out and tells Sean to stop bitching and moaning. DDP challenges any NWO member to a match in the main event tonight to prove it wasn't a fluke. Scott Hall accepts the challenge. It's time for another Eddie Guerrero hardcore title open challenge. Eddie says that after last week, it's pretty obvious that Seeker will be accepting the challenge tonight. So Seeker, get out here. The camera cuts backstage and we see the Wild Samoans backstage laid out in pools of their own blood. Music's hit. Who's that? Oh, what's this version of the song? It's really long. <laughs> it's... Could that be... It's Mark Henry. What's he doing here? Isn't he meant to be at Rora's Snore? Eddie Guerrero looks shocked. Mark Henry destroys Eddie Guerrero in a couple of minutes. Didn't even need to use weapons. He hits the world's strongest slam. And your new WCW hardcore champion, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. The crowd is absolutely shocked. Commentary shocked. Eddie Guerrero finally regains consciousness, goes to the commentary table and says he's using his rematch clause on Sunday at Halloween Havoc. So there's a shocker for you, folks. Wow, I did not expect that at all. <laughs> yep, but, uh, new new WCW hardcore champion, Mark Henry. Fair play to you, fair play. <laughs> We get another hype video for the Rude Dudes versus the Brain Busters. This time we see the classy lifestyle of the former horsemen 
compared to the hippie-like lifestyle of the rude dudes. The Ultimate Warrior and Fuji come out for another promo. They say that the darkness is growing and more disciples will be added on Sunday. Stone Cold interrupts. He says that his eye is almost healed and on Sunday he's going to whoop the Warrior's ass. Darkness Warrior will see, it's the dark side of my butt. Uh, the dark side of my foot going straight up your ass. Austin and Warrior end up brawling. Austin goes to hit the stunner, but the lights go out and Warrior disappears. Main event time. Diamond Dallas Page versus Scott Hall. The Dudleys, Freebird, Simmons, Flair, Lita, they're all out at ringside to counteract the entire NWO at ringside. A brawl erupts between everyone at ringside. The referee gets distracted. Somehow, Shawn Michaels sneaks in the ring. He hits DDP with sweet chin music and escapes. Hall hits the outsider's edge for the win. Scott Hall pins DDP. After the match, the brawl continues and the baby faces somehow end up with the upper hand. Nitro ends with Flair helping up DDP and the baby faces standing tall heading into Halloween Havoc. To conclude week four. Ooh, a good week, a good week. Um, yes. So just a couple of notes here for the uh, Federation. <laughs> Kick off with uh, Road Warriors defeating a local talent, issuing an open challenge for No Mercy this Sunday, saying... They want to face a championship-caliber team. Oof. Terry Funk issues a hardcore open challenge for his WWF Hardcore Championship, saying all challenges are welcome as he'll be hardcore champion forever. <laughs> uh, it's still good. Yeah, it doesn't get old. Uh, main event segment here. The contracts are signed for no mercy. Uh, Brett says he'll retain both titles, by uh, first by defending his IC title and his world title. After it's signed, it's revealed that Gerald has pinned Brett, so he'll main event for the world championship, while Jack will kick off the pay-per-view in a match for the Intercontinental Championship. So announced matches we have are Alicia Fox versus Caitlin, Brett versus Jack Briscoe in a 30-minute Ironman match, Andre the Giant versus Immortal in a two-on-one match for the European Championship, uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Rowdy Roddy Piper in a WWF Light Heavyweight Championship match, uh, the Road Warriors versus Mystery Team, Brie Bella versus Wendy Richter in a Falls Count Anywhere for the Women's Championship, Terry Funk versus a mystery opponent in a hardcore championship match. Uh, and Bret Hart versus Gerald Briscoe in a 30-minute Ironman match for the World Championship. That is a stacked card. Yeah, yeah. So uh, take it away, man. Uh, what do you got, Pumpkin Night? Yes, it is WCW Halloween Havoc. Tales from the Scared Circle. Hang on, hang on. Do you happen to be sponsored by a certain confectionery bar? Uh, what's that? You know how Halloween Havoc always used to have their big logo and it had the uh, sponsor carved into it? Oh, yeah, this is uh, WCW Halloween Havoc presented to you by Slim Jim. 
close enough. Oh, there was this. Oh, there was also the Snickers one as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Snickers. Well, what was... bar is Halloween Havoc sponsored by? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess uh, Slim Jim isn't a candy bar. That is a. It's technically a meat stick. Um, meat? What's Sean Stasiak doing in the Nitro Zone? <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole reason why I got the Impact Zone is so I could make what's so-and-so doing in the Nitro Zone jokes. <laughs> How do I remember Sean Stasiak as meat? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, anyway, Halloween Havoc, take it away. We are live from the Lakefront Arena, New Orleans, Louisiana, one of the most haunted cities in America. I had to Google search haunted cities in America for Halloween Havoc. WCW would like to thank Alice Cooper for the theme song of this pay-per-view, Feed My Frankenstein. The entrance stage has the giant pumpkin, lots of spooky tombstones and stone goblins everywhere. It is the stereotypical Halloween Havoc stage. Jim Ross and Bobby Heenan welcome us to the spookiest night of the year, Halloween Havoc, and the matches get underway immediately. The matches get underway. The first match of the night is the first fatal four-way match in the women's number one contender tournament. The winner of each fatal four-way match will face off next month at Clash of the Champions to decide the number one contender for Starcade. It's Layla versus Molly Holly versus Maurice versus Trish Stratus. 15-minute match. Finish comes when Molly Holly hits the Molly go round on Maurice. Layla throws Molly out of the ring and Trish hits Stratisfaction on Layla for the win. And Trish Stratus is going to the number one contender match at Clash of the Champions. Next match is the Rude Dudes. Rick Rude and Dude Love versus the Brain Busters, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. This is a fantastic back and forth tech for a last 15 minute match. Arn goes to hit the Spybuster on Rude, but Rude slides out, makes the tag to Dude Love, who knocks Tully off of the apron, and the Rude Dudes hit the Dude Awakening on Arn Anderson for the win. After the match, the Brain Busters bicker back and forth with each other. The second Fatal 4-Way match is up next. It's Gail Kim versus Sherry Martell versus Vic... Oh, sorry... It's Gal Kim versus Sherry Martel versus Victoria versus Michelle McCool. A uh, 10-minute match. Gal Kim has spent the entire match solely focused on Michelle McCool. Her personal feelings towards Lakel have gotten the best of her. They brawl into the crowd. Sherry's left alone in the ring with Victoria. Victoria hits the widow's peak on Sherry for the win. And it will be Trish Stratus versus Victoria next month at Clash of the Champions to decide who takes on the women's champion at Starcade. The Savage Animals take on the Freebirds next. Eight-minute match with the Savage Animals getting the win in dominant fashion with the Macho Bomb. 
after the match, the Freebirds are in the ring, devastated, but the lights go out. They come back on to reveal that Michael Hayes is left alone in the ring. What happened to Terry Gordy? Where'd he go? WCW number one contender tournament semi-final matchup. As you recall, this is spin the wheel, make the deals uh, stipulations. It is Goldberg versus Ron Simmons. They spin the wheel and the deal is made. This is going to be, drum roll, a dog collar match. Ten minute hard hitting meat slapping hoss fight. Goldberg busts open Simmons with the chain. Eventually, Simmons has Goldberg up for the Dominator. But as he as he is up, Goldberg wraps the chain around Simmons' neck and Simmons passes out. And Goldberg wins. Goldberg advances to the number one contender final match by choking Ron Simmons out with that chain. Goldberg advances to the number one contender final next month at the Clash of the Champions. Goldberg leaves, and we see three men in cloaks attack Ron Simmons, and they carry Ron Simmons away. Something fishy's going on. Backstage, Mean Gene is outside of the board of directors' office. He says that due to Miss Elizabeth slapping Shawn Michaels, the board has suspended Elizabeth from all duties involving the WCW presidency. The board has also informed Mean Gene that a new WCW president will be announced tomorrow night on Nitro. The new president will have 100% control of WCW and the board will only be advisory to the president and no longer the final say to presidential decisions. The board is very confident this new president will change the landscape and professional wrestling as a whole and has full confidence in the new president. Next up, I didn't, I had no idea the timing of me talking about a new president. <laughs> when I wrote this a month ago, the timing wasn't meant to work out like this. Um, Next up is a heated grudge match. It's Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Ric Flair and Lita. This is a lengthy 25-minute match, very back and forth between Edge and Flair, but every time Beth and Lita are in the ring, Beth is way too strong for Lita. Finish comes when Flair has Edge locked in the figure four, but Beth breaks it up. Edge tags in Beth. Edge hits a huge spear on Flair, Lita runs in, reverses a glam slam attempt and hits a twist of fate on Beth. Edge is about to hit Lita, but Lita hits a twist of fate on Edge. Lita climbs up, hits a moonsault on, on both Edge and Beth, who were stacked up on top of each other, and Lita pins Beth for the big win in this mixed tag match. Main Jane announces that next month it will be the three most talked about tag teams in WCW facing off for the right to challenge the tag champions at Starcade. It will be Too Thick versus the Rude Dudes versus the Savage Animals. Uh, WCW hardcore title match. Mark Henry, the new hardcore champion, defending against Eddie Guerrero. Mark Henry dominating this match for the early portion. Five minutes in and Henry 
hits the world's strongest slam, but Eddie kicks out. Henry finally starts using weapons, but Eddie refuses to stay down. Finish comes at the 10-minute mark when Henry has the table set up in the corner. He charges at Eddie, but Eddie moves. Henry goes through the table. Eddie grabs a chair. One chair shot to the head. Two chair shots. Three chair shots. Four. Five. Finally, a six-chair shot drops Mark Henry. Eddie grabs a ladder from under the ring. He climbs the ladder and hits a huge frog splash off the ladder. And once again, your hardcore champion, Eddie Guerrero. Mark Henry gets stretched out. That might be the biggest upset of the year. No one saw that coming. And looks like Mark Henry might not be seen for a little while. God damn it. Uh, WCW tag team titles are on the line next. It is the Outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall against the Dudley boys, Devon Dudley and Bubba Ray Dudley. Lengthy 20-minute match, very back and forth. The Dudleys get the upper hand in the finishing stretch. Hall gets hit with the what's-up headbutt. What's that? Nash gets hit with the 3D. Bubba pins Nash. Nash's foot is on the ropes but the ref doesn't say it and counts one, two, three. Sherry Martell runs down, complains to the referee. The Dudleys are celebrating with the tag titles. Another referee comes down and chats with the ref. The ref informs the ring announcer that this match must restart immediately. And the bell rings. The match restarts. Nash deliberately low blows Bubba Ray Dudley in front of the ref for an instant disqualification. And the Dudleys, the Dudleys win, but the Outsiders retain. The Outsiders quickly flee with their tag titles. Main Jane announces the boys will get another title shot next month at Clash of the Champions. But this time it will be... Con- it will be contested under straight fight rules. No DQ, no count outs, false count anywhere. Semi-main event time is the semi-final match in the number one contender tournament, the Ultimate Warrior with Mr. Fuji versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Both men are in the ring and we see the wheels spin on the entrance ramp. Spin the wheel, make the deal, makes this match a drum roll. An inferno match. The only way to win this match is to set your opponent on fire. Austin is loving this. This is his chance at revenge for the fireball from a few weeks ago. Immediately, the ring is surrounded by flames. This match goes on for eight minutes. Warriors starting to dominate, but Austin reverses a tombstone, slides out, locks on the million-dollar dream. Mr. Fuji puts a fireproof asbestos blanket over the ropes, and Mr. Fuji and a returning big boss man get in the ring. They remove the fireproof blanket, and Austin's trapped by fire in a three-on-one situation. The three men are beating down Austin. But all of a sudden. Someone's descending. Who could that be? Oh my God. 
It's Sting! It's Crow Sting. His, he lands in the middle of the ring. He has a baseball bat and he has an intense stare down with the warrior surrounded by fire. Boss Man and Fuji try to jump Sting, but baseball shot to the throat of Boss Man. Baseball shot to Fuji. Scorpion death drop to Boss Man. Death drop to Fuji. Warrior in the head with the baseball bat. Warrior, due to the momentum of the baseball bat shot, turns around into a stunner from Austin. A stunner so powerful, Warrior goes flying through the ropes, and in the process, the tassels on his boots are on fire. Warrior, with flaming boots, runs up the ramp, and Austin wins. Sting clips himself back up and goes back into the rafters. It's official next month at the Clash of the Champions. The main event will be Goldberg versus Austin. The winner will main event Starcade against the champion. And the commentators are shocked by what happened. The return of Sting and the biggest main event in wrestling history will be taking place next month on pay-per-view. <sighs> that was a big segment for me. Wow, did not see that coming. Uh, that was a big one. Um, Sting's finally back in person. Um, backstage, we see the honky-tonk man leaving the board of directors' office. Mean Gene catches up with him. Honky announces that he chatted with the board before all power goes to the new president. Uh, before all the power goes to the new president tomorrow night, I pleaded my case and provided strong enough evidence that it's about time my brother, Kurt Hennig, gets a shot at the world title on pay-per-view. So next month, it will be Kurt Hennig versus the winner of tonight's main event. And it's main event time. Diamond Dallas Page versus Shawn Michaels for the World Heavyweight Championship. This is a classic matchup, a lengthy 35-minute main event match. At one point, DDP slingshots Shawn Michaels into the ring post, and Shawn is a bloody mess. The finish comes when Shawn goes for the superkick. DDP moves, and Shawn accidentally hits the ref with sweet chin music, and the ref is out. DDP hits the diamond cutter. He pins Shawn for the visual pinfall, but no one's there to count it. Out of nowhere, Edge runs in. He spears DDP. Edge then... Sean on top. Edge wakes up the referee and Sean gets the win. Sean barely survived this title defense, but he is still your world heavyweight champion to end Halloween Havoc. And we get credits once again. Lots of spooky names in the credits for this month's pay-per-view, which is... And the credits this month are brought to you by Motley Crue with their song, Shout at the Devil. Lots of spooky names and all that sort of stuff. The credits slowly fade and the song continues. When we see what appears to be a spooky dungeon of some sort, the ultimate warrior, 
Mr. Fuji and the big boss man arrive. They open a cell door and beat up boss man who gets tied up against the dungeon wall by chains. We see two other men also chained against the wall, but they are completely unconscious. It's Ron Simmons. It's Terry Gordy. Warrior and Fuji approach a shadowy figure. They admit they failed on the title quest. Warrior says Sting got involved again. Shall I sacrifice Sting? The figure comes out of the shadows. It's a root. It's a rotund and pale man who simply screams, Oh, yes! And we fade to black to end Halloween Havoc. Ooh, I'm interested to see where that goes. Yes, but uh, don't worry about Halloween Havoc. It is time for No Mercy. Ooh, okay. No mercy from the Sprint Center, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so starts off with like a pre-show type panel. Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, cut. <laughs> goddamn! You booking me for this? Where's my goddamn money? Pay me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kickoff segment starts with WWF Commissioner Jim Barnett. <laughs> Running down the stipulations for the matches tonight. So we will see uh, Bret Hart versus Jack Briscoe in a 30-minute Ironman match for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Andre the Giant versus Immortal Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle in a two-on-one match for the European Championship. Ricky Steamboat versus Rowdy Roddy Piper in a Scottish bar fight for the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. The Road Warriors versus a mystery team in a tor- tornado match for the WWF uh, World Tag Team Championship. Brie Bella versus Wendy Richter in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Women's Championship. Terry Funk versus a mystery opponent in a hardcore match for the WWF Hardcore Championship. And in the main event, Bret Hart versus Gerald Briscoe, 30 minute. Ironman match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. First match on the kickoff was Alicia Fox versus Caitlin. <laughs> Attaboy. Uh, good sort of back and forth match. At around the 10 minute mark, oh my god, it's Bull Nakano who lays out both women saying, these women don't deserve a championship opportunity. I do. And leaves uh, with the match being ruled a no contest. Awesome. Yeah, they'll get there one day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I actually love that. <laughs> uh, pay-per-view. So we see it start off with Bret Hart versus Jack Briscoe with Joe Briscoe in his corner. A 30-minute Ironman match for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. It's a long match. Each man trying as they might for pinning predicaments and submissions, but neither giving up yet. Uh, we go down to the last minute. And Jack has Brett pinned near the ropes. Brett gets his foot on the rope, but Gerald pushes it off before free, and the re- pops out of sight before the referee sees, and the decision stands. Your new WWF Intercontinental Champion, Jack Briscoe. Whoa. 
Okay. You didn't expect that? I half expect a title to change, but I also didn't think... Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, oh, don't worry. I'll tell you when we get to uh, the, uh, the little segment where you can chime in if you need. Yeah. Okay. Uh, match number three of the night's hall. Andre the Giant, the European Championship... European champion defending against immortal Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle who have Deborah ringside in a two-on-one match. It's a quick match as immortal seem to have uh, seem to put their differences behind them, working well by isolating Andre near their corner. But as Kurt is on the apron, Andre pushes him down and Jeff is calling for the guitar once again. While the referee is checking on Kurt, Kurt is still um, Jeff is still looking, but Deborah has run to Kurt's aid. Jeff turns into a choke slam and Andre retains one, two, three. Awesome. Yeah, quick, quick little win there. More, more uh, dissension between Immortal there. Not on the same page in a match where they could have been co-holders of a championship. Yeah. Uh, next was the light heavyweight championship match. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, the champion defending against Roddy Piper in a Scottish bar fight. So. They're fighting in a in a mock bar that's set up on the stage. The only way to win is smash a bowl of scotch over your opponent's head before a pinfall. It's a long match with a lot of scotch wasted. But Ricky pushes Roddy into the bar with a bottle falling on his head and is pulled into a small package for Ricky to retain the light heavyweight championship. Ooh. Okay. Not what you were expecting? That one could have gone either way for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, following that, the announcement of our November pay-per-view. Survivor Series. Ooh. Coming to you live from the Bell Centre. Do you know where the Bell Centre is? Where is the Bell Centre? It is located in the fabulous city that is not at all famous for wrestling memories of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Hmm. No. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I had to. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, you had to. Yeah. I mean, I've got... <laughs> I've got breasts, my world champ. Yeah, uh... If I, if only um oh who's the world champ on the other show though? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, big screwdriver fans over here by the looks of things. <laughs> yeah, uh, to a degree. <laughs> After about the ninth watching of it, it gets pretty boring. Just to quickly sidetrack you, I've yeah. recently watched that match again, and. It is an absolute banger of a match before the finish. Like, it is just a hard-hitting sort of brawl. It's such a good match, and then the finish happens. Like, it it could have surpassed the Iron Man match. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, From there, second half of the show, uh, match number five, the Road Warriors defending their WWF World Tag Team Championship in a tornado match against the mystery team of 
Bruno San Martino and Dusty Rhodes, baby. If you will. <laughs> the American dream. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Anyway. First. Yeah. Um, the team of Bruno and Dusty seem to be working well until a miscommunication from Dusty upsets Bruno, who refuses to help Dusty anymore, leaving to go backstage, and the Road Warriors, two-on-one against Dusty, easily retain their championship from that point onwards. Awesome. Uh, Bit of history with Dusty and the Road Warriors too, so it's good to see them mix it up. Yeah, you know, I can sample a little bit from history. I don't have as much depth as you. <laughs> um, from there, match number six is Brie Bella versus Wendy Richter, a false count anywhere match for the WWF Women's Championship, uh, Wendy's last chance match. So if she loses, she can't challenge for 12 months. Um, this is a grudge match with the women brawling around everywhere, through ringside, past the timekeeper area, past the crowd, up into the concession stand, back down the stairway, onto the stage. Wendy gets thrown through the bar window that's still, st still set up on the stage. And as Wendy pulls herself out of the bar window, Brie grabs a bowl of vodka, jumps up on the bar, and shouts, Brie mode! As she jumps off the bar, <laughs> doing a crossbody and pins Wendy to retain one, two, three. Oh, poor Wendy. Nah, it's awesome. I love that match. <laughs> um, sort of a quick little match. But Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's Rose O'Clock, motherfuckers. Yes. Yes. I almost forgot again. No, it's <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. Tell Bro. the dear listeners who wrote out all the cards. Yeah. <laughs> so your co-main event of No Mercy, it is match number seven. Terry Funk in a hardcore open challenge match for the WWF Hardcore Championship against his mystery opponent of George the Animal Steel. Bro. Yeah. Hang on. you are got to hear me out here because there's quite a lot to this match. I hope so. <laughs> Terry seems to be amused by his challenger, and as the bell rings to start the match, George turns to the turnbuckle to begin feasting on the phone from inside, and Terry drops to the outside to grab a kendo stick from under the ring. He begins to swing. He begins to swing the stick wildly at George and inadvertently knocks down the referee. But never mind that shit. Here comes Dory. <laughs> You get that reference? I sure do. Mungo. <laughs> WrestleMania 11. Yes. <laughs> where, the, where the legacy event. began. <laughs> uh, um, Dory and Terry begin to double team the big man. Kendo sticks, chairs, before an Irish whip with a drop toe hold onto a pile of tacks in the center of the ring. Dory sets up a barbed wire board against the corner, against the turnbuckles in the ring, with lighter fluid, sets it alight, and puts George through it. They wake up the referee, but he falls out of the ring to the ringside area. George gets up like a man possessed, fights off Dory, begins to work over Terry. And as George goes to wake up the referee, the camera cuts to ringside, and we can hear someone shout, Bullshit! 
It's Antonio Noki. He slams his chair into the guardrail, jumps it, and attacks George. Terry is confused as to what's going on and begins to leave as Anoki drop kicks him from behind, rolls him inside, and pins Terry, awakes the referee, who slowly crawls over. One, two, three. And Antonio Noki is your new hardcore champion as he rolls Terry outside and calls to the back. It's Bull Nakano and Shushin Fundalaga. Anoki declaring that hardcore wrestling is bullshit and that we are Anokiism and we are the future of pro wrestling. And oh, that is the end bit, of the segment. <laughs> it's a bit work shooty, brother. I love it. Um, yeah, there was a definitely a swerve. Um, there was gimmicks for the sake of just having gimmicks. There was ref bumps. There was interferences. There was someone who wasn't at the start of the match who won. Yeah, someone that wasn't in the match winning the match. I would definitely... You successfully completed your Russo time objective. So, bravo, sir. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's always a good thing. Um, <laughs> I love the little bits I put in there, like... The, never mind that, here comes Dory. <laughs> yeah, bloody oath. And the little Anoki references there as well. So if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but never mind that. It is time for your main event. <laughs> match 8, Bret Hart versus Gerald Briscoe. 30-minute Ironman match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Bret has already gone 30 minutes this evening, or just about, with... um. Jack Briscoe losing the IC title. So this match is going hammer and tongs. Brett trying to stay alive as the clock is counting down to zero. With Gerald being the fresher man, Brett keeps going to use the ropes to get out of uh, submission and pin attempts. It seems to be a draw. But by God, it's... Make some noise! D-Generation X. D-Generation <laughs> X are causing chaos ringside. Triple H, X-Pac, China, Road Dog, Jesse James, Badass Billy Gunn, and Iron Mike Tyson all attack, and, all attack Brett and Gerald. The ref waves off the match to chance of bullshit from the crowd. As the bell rings out, Jack, Jack runs down to help his brother, but the numbers are too great. Next comes Ricky Steamboat, the light heavyweight champion, and Andre the Giant, the European champion, both of whom are taken out by all members of DX. Um... Following that, the Road Warriors run down the tag champions, but they are also taken out. DX stand tall over the fallen bodies of the men, of all the men in the ring, before they push them outside. Sorry, before they push them outside, tearing up the ring canvas and mat to spray paint Degeneration X on the wooden planks underneath, saying, "We're sick of living on scraps. We're sick of waiting for opportunities." How many championship pay-per-view matches does Rowdy Roddy Piper deserve before myself or the Outlaws get a chance, Triple H says. We're sick of the WWF commissioner. We're sick of the WWF board of directors. If you want these back as everyone holds up a championship, you'll have to beat us in the traditional Survivor Series match. You'll have to beat us at the traditional Survivor Series match next month. 
as they leave through the arena, we see them walk onto the DX Express and they drive off into the night to end the show. I love that ending to your pay-per-view. Yep. yep. It's as by my booking, it is something I am into. A bit of controversy controversy to end the show. That is a fantastic way to end it. And it a hundred percent has you hooked for the next night's Monday Nitro and for the next month's pay-per-view. Ten out of ten would buy that pay-per-view. Thanks. I'd have to say the same as yours as again. Yeah, uh, quickly, I forgot to, and I was meant to do a quick little rundown for my matches announced for the next episode, because I have a heap already announced, so I might as well tease them. Um, Matches announced for the next night's Monday Nitro, Women's Championship, Beth Phoenix versus Lita, and US Championship, Edge versus Ric Flair. And the matches announced for the next month's pay-per-view WCW, the Clash of the Champions. The tagline is, what's next? Get it? Goldberg versus Austin. What's next? It isn't a Braden Harrington reference. Um, (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a bit of a throwback. Yeah, that's a throwback one. Um, Yes, so matches announced for next month's pay-per-view, Clash of the Champions, what's next? Tag titles, number one contender, triple threat match, the Rude Dudes versus the Savage Animals versus Too Thick, winners face the tag champs at Starcade. Women's title, number one contender, tournament final. Victoria versus Trish Stratus, winner faces the women's champion at Starcade. WCW tag team Championship Street Fight, The Outsiders versus The Dudley Boys. And WCW World Heavyweight Championship match, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Hennig. And the main event for next month won't be the World Heavyweight Championship. It will be the final in the Starcade number one contender tournament. No bigger match than this. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bill Goldberg. And we got a special WCW Hotline exclusive, thanks to Mean Gene. We will also have a face-to-face confrontation between the Ultimate Warrior versus Sting because it is official at Starcade. The Ultimate Warrior will take on the Icon Sting. Oh, wow. That's a good match. Uh, so is there anything else left to do or sign off? Oh, we're probably going to do a little twisty-wisty. If you insist. Yes. Yes. And once we've done this twist, I have five wrestlers that will jump into the WCW container and they are eligible and part of the game. Ooh, that sounds good. All right. The twist container. It says twist on it. That's how I know which one to grab. It's in an old twisties packet. Who's going first? You are. Chicken. Sorry, what now? You're going first, right? Because. Uh, yes, Chris to draw first. Two month injury, poo. Really? Uh, awesome. 
Uh, uh, let's hope it's someone you're not using or haven't used yet. Or possibly the person that's on my roster that I haven't taken out of your thing yet. And if he's injured... Well, that's not bad because I don't think you're using him. Or her. Pat O'Connor. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's... Yes. Let's hope I get... If I get something bad, it's as bad as that. This is where I could get really screwed over because I've already completely written the next month's show. So this is... You couldn't even script this better, man. Bro. What time is it? It is Russo time. I would argue that most of my shows has at least one Vince Russo segment in it every every episode anyway. But I have a feeling like one of my segments is already pretty Russo so I could get away with it. <laughs> That's why I did with the hardcore title. Yeah. If I can't add another match and just swerve for swerve's sake. And yes, I am adding my R block wrestlers into the pool. They are now officially a part of the game. And who knows, one of these guys might end up in the WWF one day. I hope not. I hope so. Yeah. And a certain person that was on my show this episode is on his way back to Stanford, Connecticut. On the way up north. Yeah, he's going back north. But with that being said, I guess the good humans can find me. At Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. They can find us at Wrestle Oz Style with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook. Search up Wrestling Oz Style with an AUS. And you can find Chris at. I am Chris Funder. Uh, you can go back, listen to the entire Wrestling Oz Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Bro, 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 they'll never see it coming, bro. Terrible. Here's $20 yeah. million right near show. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we get a pinata and we put it on a pole, bro. They won't see it coming, bro.